morning and welcome to the Accidental Saint podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Summit. Today is Tuesday, May 17th. So you'll notice we had a little bit of a pause in getting these out the door in the morning. And um, I would say that that was with a bit of resurgence of the anxiety that I talked about last week. Just some challenges with sleeping and quieting my mind. But we're at it again. Working to listen to God, follow his voice. Reduce my anxiety by staying in alignment with him. Really not an easy task day to day. Lots of things in this world get in the way. And um, especially when I don't get to sleep. So where does that leave us? Well, it leaves me tired, but remembering that I've got a purpose, God's got a plan, and if I just keep focusing there, then even on the bad days, I'm still directionally correct in heading into following him instead of myself or others. So along the way with this is a need to continuously inspect my motivations for things. You know, not just like, why do I get up and go to work every day? I mean, you know, the obvious reasons so that we have a roof over our head and food on the table and, you know, we aren't struggling day in and day out as I had done when I was younger. But why do I do any of the things that I do? Why do I choose to wake up early in the morning? Why do I choose to do this podcast? Why do I choose to let laundry pile up and then freak out over how much there is to do? (laughs) So all of the things in life, right? Like, why am I making these decisions um, over other decisions when each decision is focused on what is best and gets me closer to God's will. I'd like to say it all of a sudden becomes easy to make the decision. It, it doesn't. But when I make the decision and really kind of think about it, it generally allows me a sense of peace. Listening to the sermon this Sunday at Mass was really interesting. So we had made a decision to go to a certain Mass. I messed up the time again, like I did the last time we went to that church for Mass. And we got there, Mass was not for another you know, 30 minutes or so. So I made the decision with my husband, like, hey, let's see if we can get to Mass at this other church about 10 minutes away. We might be a few minutes late, but we can keep the rest of the day on track because we had 
you know, kind of plotted out how we were going to handle all the other things that had to get done. And uh, my daughter had a championship soccer game and some other things. We were just trying to make sure that we got to church and then, you know, kind of let the day go from there as a family. We get to the other church. There's not a single parking spot to be had. People are parking along, you know, the sides and it's nuts. So we decide to head back into the other church and just sort of restructure the rest of the day accordingly for that 30 minute difference, which it's amazing. 30 minutes can, can make the difference between panic and calm. But, um, we get back to that first church and go inside and the, and I'm just really distracted. I'm frustrated that I forgot, you know, the time of the, the mass and, you know, just chaos in our house that morning for whatever reason and all that good stuff. And father starts his sermon and he talks about the young lady in Nigeria who was murdered by some other students at the university that she attended because she spoke up um, and I, I, I did, you know, I, I have to admit that I've not like gone in and dug into all of the things that were said um, between the classmates, but it appears from what I did read that there was a kind of a group chat um, about school stuff. Some people decided to post some things that were not about school, that were about a specific religion. She, you know, kind of asked that that be not part of the school chat. And, um, you know, it sounded like she really lived her faith as a Christian and was respectful. Um, And rather than have dialogue or, you know, go through whatever process the university has to go through for disputes, Students, other students, beat her, stoned her, burned her alive. So she's a martyr um, for the faith. And that wasn't the whole of Father's sermon, but he talked about how blessed are we to live in America. He said, you know, he's not unaware of all the different problems that this country does have. We have, you know, divisions between, um, you know, political parties, races, communities, um, you know, different people based on, you know, how much money they have, um, just challenges that, that this country is facing, um, But his point was that we should be grateful to have been born here because where we are born, we're not only do we not personally choose to be born, but we don't choose where we're born. And Father was just saying that we should remember the blessing that it is to have been born and live 
in this country that for all of its problems is still freer than the majority of the world. We can go to mass and while there have been occasions where bad things have happened in churches with evil people, we're not being stoned and burned in the square because we challenge the appropriateness of a topic in you know a group chat and we aren't you know being we're not being hunted and slaughtered in the streets for living our faith and <clears throat> and I understand that there have been many 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 instances um, even you know in the recent past where people of faith have been killed for being people of faith in this country by again individuals who are just acting out of evil uh, and not out of love but that is not a it is not a common occurrence for a child to be on a campus and um, with their whole life ahead of them and be stoned and set on fire with somebody filming it cheering about how they just killed a Christian uh, woman. So, you know, I, I think um, it was good for me to remember that in the midst of all the challenges, you know, heading into midterm elections, the, the um, just scariness of what is going on with the protests at the Supreme Court justices' homes, and the the other protests and just the intensity of this anger in this country. Um, So even with all of that, we're still so blessed because we are able to have some, you know, kinds of dialogue. And yes, there are parts of this country that have been literally on fire for the past couple of years, but Again, God has blessed this nation, and so it is ours to lose the blessing by not turning towards him, by not focusing on him, by giving in to the fear and the chaos. But if we stay focused on him, if every single Catholic, every single Christian in this country lived and voted by the principles of Jesus as they are written, not as we imagine them, then this country would be a very different place because we would be, I think, way more working in accordance with the way our founding fathers intended um, with all of the the benefits of the adjustments that were made to ensure all people here are free and that all of us have an opportunity if we did that imagine how different it would look here And so voting Catholic doesn't mean voting for people who claim to be Catholic. Um, Lots of people claim to be Catholic and live lives that are extremely far apart from Catholicism. 
it's about saying, you know, what does that candidate believe about, you know, the inalienable rights of individuals? What does that person believe about us taking care of one another versus the government taking care of everybody, which is a frightening prospect? What does the candidate say about the right to life and all the things to support that, like, you know, being able to have funding for um, pregnancy centers for moms who are, you know, at risk and need a safe place to stay and making it easier for people to adopt and making it easier for moms to get education and childcare and support so that they can take care of their children and love them and not worry about how they're going to get food and, and, you know, not being given a whole bunch of things, but being given the building blocks to build a life for them and their children. What did the candidates say about those things? What did they say about securing the borders of this nation so that we can take care of our people and in turn help take care of the world again, which is something we had been able to do for many, many, many years um, because we'd protected ourselves and we were able to give out of our abundance because we were not, you know, so busy trying to police everybody in the whole in the whole world. We were really focused on, you know, how do we build up our own so that we can then help others. So where does your candidate stand on that? Where do they stand on states' rights and the limitations of the federal government? Where do they stand on things like school vouchers and school choice so that parents, no matter how much money they make, can make the right decisions for their child's education? Um, and that may be public school and it may be a private school. How, how, how does your candidate line up on that? So these are, the, you know, but this is, this country is great because we get those choices. We get to vote for people. And if all of us voted from those positions in accordance with, you know, what is, what is right and, and what is good in God's eyes. I don't think we'd have all the problems we have today. You know, but we don't vote that way. We decide we don't like the things somebody says and we vote differently or, you know, we decide that we want to, you know, vote for the people who are going to give free money to people um, or we decide that we, um, you know, can close our eyes and hold our nose while we vote for the candidate who's wants to fund abortion with our tax dollars because there's three other things that they like about that person. Um, I don't know. So I didn't mean for this to turn into a uh, political discourse this morning, but I do think that kind of coming back to what Father was saying and God's will, this is one of those moments some of my anxiety might be related to the fact that I don't know where this country is going right now. Um, but it doesn't seem to be the same one that I was born into so many years ago. But this morning my heart is at peace. 
My laundry is being done, as you can probably hear in the background. My dog is now letting me know that he's awake and would like to have breakfast. And I spent time this morning with you, and I spent time morning with God, this morning with God. And that's all that somebody can ask for in a day. I will be praying for you. I ask that you pray for me and my family, as I do for you and yours. And hopefully, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow morning.